0: Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. And today we are going to talk about safety on the water here in Crow Wing County. Our guests today include Crow Wing County Sheriff Scott Goddard and uh, Sergeant Brad Thiesing, who is uh, in the Boat and Water Division with Crow Wing County. And first of all, guys, welcome to Community Focus. Good to be
1: here. Yes, yeah, thanks for having us.
0: Scott, let's start with you. Uh, it was interesting. Uh, as sheriff, you used to work in the water division, didn't you?
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, so uh, I started when uh, when Sheriff Dahl was uh, first elected as sheriff. He appointed me to the boat and water division. So I took that over in oh seven two thousand seven, 2007. And I was there for, oh gosh, time flies. I want to say probably seven, eight years. Oh. And uh, and I always remind, because we've had a few people replace me um, in that position, in, you know, since the time that has expired since then. And I always remind everyone, and I, I reminded Brad, too, it is the funnest job uh, that I have found in the sheriff's office. So uh, it gives you a lot of freedoms, you know, you, and you get the luxury of being out on the lakes, which is nice. Uh, but no one's listened to me. So hopefully Brad, because everyone wants to continue moving up, and you can't blame them there. But I told Brad, I said, trust me, it's the best, funnest job you're going to have. And not that I don't like my current job, but uh, – for uh, fun and working with uh, you know new people each year, you know, brand new deputies and brand new assistants that are just chomping raring to go. It's uh, it was a very fun position. Yes.
0: Yeah. Very interesting, uh, Brad. Let's ask you a question. Uh, first of all, let's talk in terms of numbers of personnel and boats. How uh, how lar- large is the boat and water division?
2: Well, currently our boat and water division consists of two full time deputies, myself included, and then we have currently have one part time deputy and uh, four seasonal interns or assistants that would mm-hmm. assist uh, the deputies out on the water and routine patrol.
0: And, and how many boats are involved?
2: Well, we currently have a fairly large fleet with over eight boats, but oh, wow. some of those boats are kind of specialty boats, one of which is a dive barge, and uh, we also have a river boat, and then we have our remaining patrol boats that we would use, including two jet skis, depending on the circumstances or what our project for the day would be.
3: And how often are you guys out on the waters? This is a daily thing, or does it vary? How does that all work?
2: We try to make it out every day, uh, but we definitely focus on increasing our numbers on the weekends or the, the holidays or the busy times when more, when the boating traffic is uh, the higher numbers out on the water.
3: That makes sense.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, yeah, there's no shortage of lakes to patrol <laughs> in Crow Wing County, is there?
1: No, and, well, and let me throw you a number out there, Cannon Test. So. Uh, Back in two thousand nine, the DNR did a flyover, and the same people that uh, that count uh, do, do the bird counts and mm-hmm. stuff like that, that that work for the DNR mm-hmm. they did a boat count on the fourth of July on the Whitefish Chain. So, oh the Whitefish Chain is just one of our uh, one of our lakes, but it's also one of our busiest lakes. Right on the Whitefish Chain alone, uh, there was more boats out there. Uh, I think it was over nine thousand boats they counted. So, if you take that and add it, you will figure every. Pontoon and wakeboard boat is going to have four or five people into it. Uh, We basically had more than the base population of Cass County on the waitress (laughs) chain just in that one day. So um, it's a a big monster. And, you know, we are known for our lakes, the Brainerd Lakes area. Uh, We're very proud of it, but it is a very big monster at times.
3: Yeah, I can imagine, especially on a weekend like that. Holy cow.
0: It it also tells us with that many boats, safety is a, a huge priority, isn't it?
1: Oh, yes, it always has been, you know, and that's uh, one of the questions that we always get is, you know, do you, uh, you know, what do you write people for tickets? Yep. And, uh, and we do issue tickets, but our goal has been, always will be, is education. Yeah. And, you know, unfortunately, the Boat and Water Division, kind of the the meat and potatoes of, if you get to it, is number one, safety and education, but kind of the, the downside and the really... Uh, disturbing side that we have to deal with is the drownings, is the, is the, the deaths, you know, the recoveries.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And uh, we deal with it every year. And so we really, really heart people. You know, the biggest thing you can do is wear your life jacket. You know, we, uh, we see it, uh, we've, we've never had to recover a drowning victim that had a life jacket on because they're on the surface. You know, we've had people that have died from other causes. But, mm-hmm. you know, a drowning victim, it simply does not, uh, you know, does not happen. And in today's world, you know, imagine when we all grew up, and we're probably all roughly the same. as a young chicken, so the rest of us are the you know, same age. But, you know, when we grew up, um, you know, we had, we had to wear those big old horse collars that sometimes <laughs> if they had holes in them, they, you know, beat you to the bottom of the lake. And today's world, we have the inflatables, which are nothing more than just a, uh, about the size of a tie, you know, that comes down on both sides of your, uh, around your neck, mm-hmm. and very comfortable. They don't get too hot. And uh, they work wonderful, and it's ex- exactly what uh, you know, our staff wear when they're out on the lake every day.
0: Yeah, very interesting. Um, let's uh, also talk about, you mentioned the DNR with that flyover story you were telling us, and I, I just wanted to know, are, do you partner with the DNR? Do they patrol as well?
1: Yes, and uh, they're very, uh, we've got a very good partnership we always have uh, with them on, on every level. So you know, whether it's the local conservation officers that you'll see out on our lakes, uh, all the way up to the staff and the funding uh, that we partially see every year from the DNR. So uh, our operations grant uh, is, I wouldn't say a majority, but it's a significant part of our operating budget every year for our boat and water division. And then uh, we also uh, work with them on all of our our filings, if you will. so all the state accident reports, et cetera., uh, that is the uh, the final source of where that that is collected. So on a you know on an administrative uh, budget side, and then also uh, you know on the field side, Um, The people that you're going to see on the lakes is going to be sheriff's office personnel uh, and our DNR personnel. You know, it's it's something that kind of falls and by statute is defined uh, enforceable by sheriff's offices and by the DNR.
3: And let's talk about some of those rules that are out there for on the, you know, being out on the water. The biggest one, I know you guys always want people to be wearing those life jackets that you talked about. But what's the what's the actual law that is out there on the water?
2: That's uh, ten year old, ten years old or younger has to have their life jacket on, and also uh, in an adult operating a jet ski, they also need to need to have a life jacket on, one of those vest style life jackets, not uh, just one of the simple inflatable ones.
3: But... And that's for that's for anyone on the jet
0: ski.
2: Correct for anyone on the jet ski.
0: Okay. And and do you also check to make sure? Because uh, well, let's face it, pontoons have gotten larger and larger. <laughs> Uh you also, uh, if I'm not mistaken, everybody who's on the boat not necessarily has to wear one, but there has to be a life jacket for everyone on board. Is that true?
2: That is correct. Everyone on the, the pontoon has to have a life jacket available to them, and including a throwable life jacket or flotation device that can be thrown from the pontoon.
3: Okay. And if not on a pontoon, what about an uh, that additional throwable device? Does, is that required by, say, a fishing boat?
1: Yes, it is. Yeah, okay. so fishing boats, canoes, uh, anything over, I believe, that length is... Oh, you're testing my memory. <laughs>
3: uh, 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 uh. You can I do it.
1: it's 16 feet. Anything over 16 feet has to have a throw. And Brad's shaking his head yes. So, once again, <laughs> I won the contest. Um, <laughs> so... But, you know, the biggest thing that we see, and you mentioned it, you know, is uh, when we do a stop on a boat, you know, say we, we see an expired registration or something that's unsafe, mm-hmm. and we will turn our lights on, you know, we will uh, come up next to you, identify ourselves, so it's much like a traffic stop. Um, and people, you know, from out of state uh, sometimes are kind of taken aback, you know, we're like, wow, there's, you know, police on, on the lakes, and yes, there is. Heck yeah. And, uh, but we, you know, we do a full safety inspection, you know, so we will make sure their navigation lights work if applicable, uh, they have the life jackets. That their horn works. They have a fire extinguisher. I mean, uh, we'll we'll look at at everything kind of on our to do list and mm-hmm. make sure that they're you know meeting all that criteria. Uh, and then you know which leads into um, you know the next area, which is impaired boating, uh, yes. which has been and is continues to be a uh, you know a, a big part of what we deal with. And what we remind people is, and and the question we get a lot is, you know, in a boat, are you allowed? To have an open container is the driver, say, allowed to have a beer when they're, you know, driving a boat. The answer is yes, you can. But whoever's operating that boat cannot be intoxicated. The laws reference to uh, intoxication are the same whether it be on an ATV, a jet ski, a boat, a vehicle, a farm tractor. I mean, across the line, if it has a motor and you're operating it, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: the
1: the rules and the laws are all the same governing uh, the, uh, the legal intoxication limits.
0: And if I'm not mistaken, the penalties are the same too.
1: Yes, and they, they, they years ago, they did not uh, run consecutive, if you will. They do now. So if you oh. have a DUI that is on your record for, say, voting, it used to almost be a separate category. It was like a voting BWI, and it would not affect uh, your 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 status. They're all grouped together now. So if you were to get a DUI, say, in a boat, and two years later you get one in a vehicle. Though so your vehicle one would be your second offense, not your
3: first, wow. okay. first, first
0: offense. Yeah. Is, uh, I, I guess without citing any statistics, uh, unless you want to, uh, <laughs> it, boating while intoxicated, does that remain a problem here in the Lakes area?
1: It does, and it's very focused on, uh, um, you know, I, I would say it's more focused on, you know, you can imagine the crowd that this is going to affect. You know, it's the same ones that oftentimes are here for a weekend. You know, they're celebrating. So whether they're here on vacation or here living here, you know, it's those you know those that are all celebrating. Uh, we do a lot of education, but we also do a lot of uh, really just being visible. You know, we all of our boats are marked uh, very obvious. Mm-hmm. So we're not trying to sneak up on people. Um, you can see us coming from a mile away, and that's on purpose. We want people to recognize that we're out there, and uh, you know, we tell people, you know, if you're drinking. has to drive or you have to make arrangements so it's no different you know in a boat than, than it would be in uh, you know going out to for drinks with uh, friends to a bar
3: sure
0: that makes sense um, how about uh, do you ever get anyone if you will <laughs> reckless driving in a boat and I'm sure that still happens once in a while doesn't That's it scary
2: yes on occasion we do have somebody people operate in a boat in an unsafe manner and uh, we try to make contact with that individual and uh, make sure that they're aware of the laws and that they're required to operate in a, in a safe manner, and if need be, follow through with citations uh, if we can't get the problem resolved. Right
3: is the is the drinking uh, while boating or licensing? What is what are you guys finding is the biggest violation that you're citing people for out on the water?
1: Well, in, in this year, and I'll jump on that one, test just because this year's been kind of different with the COVID. Yeah. Um, but in years past, it, it, we kind of run through cycles. So early in the season, we see a lot of expired registrations, just like your, your vehicle has to have you know current taps The boats do a, also do. Mm-hmm. And we run into a number of them. And then as things kind of progress through the summer, uh, the areas that we really focus in on is, like you mentioned, is the, is the uh, boating intoxicated. But oftentimes the conduct that leads to that, or the reason that that becomes um, apparent in an investigation, is we see people, say, riding on the gunnels on the side of the boats uh, um. which you're not allowed to do when the boat is underway. Yep. Uh riding to the front of a pontoon, say outside the area of where the deck or the railing would be. Oh boy. Uh, and imagine, yes, and can you said, Oh boy, you know, <laughs> we have had people uh unfortunately be catastrophically injured and people that have died and we've done recovered, uh, you know, where people have fallen off the front or the back of the boat and were were struck with the boat. <laughs> so, you know, it kinda runs its gamut, uh, you know, uh, slow no wake violations, you know, we got a number of areas uh with speed zones, if you will, on our lakes, um, I, I think those would be the probably the most common ones that we run into a, on a normal year. Mm-hmm. Now, saying that, and we were just talking this morning, you can't even find a, a boat anymore. The dealers are, you know, <laughs> are, are well. short on the inventory. You can't find a bobber in Fleet Farm or any of, the, uh, any of the sports shops. I mean, everything is sold out, which is great to see. People are out and about, uh, but it's kind of put stressors on, uh, on us, too, you know, so we see uh, activity, which is different, we see a lot on the weekends, um, but you know the weekday so far this year with COVID and everything else, um, it hasn't been a normal year for. like everything, it hasn't been a normal year.
0: Yeah, uh, I would imagine you have to do some rescue operations as well because, uh, as a boat owner, I know they <laughs> they do have a tendency once in a while to break down
3: to leave you hanging.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's not uh, it's not you know we've got great, great towing, towing companies on the on the roads around here. But <laughs> not for the lakes. So, uh, yeah, we, uh, we are tasked uh, on busy weekends. It's not uncommon for maybe a half dozen uh, times that we're asked to assist to get something running or, uh, or tow something. And we're not above it either, you know. the The old, uh, you know, acronym for boat is uh, bring, you know, bring out another thousand because <laughs> they uh, they love to break down, and we broke down out there. We've had to be towed in. Before. Oh no! Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, it does happen. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah that's <laughs> bring quite, out another thousand. <laughs> quite common with the boats, I'm afraid. Um, and uh, jet skis have their own uh, set of rules. I know with uh, how f- close you can operate to shore, and uh, that uh, uh, tells me why you have your own set of jet skis because. <laughs> Uh, th- th- those things can go pretty fast, too. They can be dangerous, can't they?
2: That's a fact. Uh, jet skis are restricted from operating within 150 feet shore or more boat. Also, they can uh, they can only operate from 930 in the morning until an hour before sunset in the evening.
3: Oh, interesting. I guess I didn't know that. Yeah. That makes sense, though. They're a
0: little louder. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, and
3: what about wake rules and that kind of thing? Do you guys enforce no wake zones, or is that...
2: That is correct, no they're required to abide by the no-wake zones, and something for jet ski operators to keep in mind is they also can't jump the wake of another boat that's on way.
3: Oh, that'd be fun, but not good. Oh, you know, yeah, it <laughs> yeah. fun, but not safe. Right, exactly. That makes sense.
1: And you mentioned you, know, you mentioned the wakes. Uh, I, I did not read the article, but I just saw a headline the other day that it sounds like the legislative uh, legislators are going to take some action or at least visit the topic reference to the wake boats. Um, you know, there's some... there's been. Issues for years, you know, when they first really became popular, um, one of the first complaints we got a lot of was the loud music. You know, so a lot of them have the huge speakers. Um, Big booms, yeah. And imagine, you know, sound travels. You know, it's just like it's just like a, a ricochet, you know, coming off the lakes. Yeah. Um, you know, so the the noise was one thing, and then the uh, constant, constant wave action, um, you know, for the uh, b- body surfing or the board surfing or behind the boats. So mm-hmm. there's finally it looks like going to be some uh, action happening on the on the state level we'll see what that all turns out to but i wouldn't doubt they're going to put some restriction on on my guess my two cents is is a distance from shore or maybe they will even look at size of lakes of where they are allowed mm. um you know it looks fun i've never done it i would probably just pay for it the next week if i did but you uh, know yeah <laughs> uh, but you know it's it's something that we ask everyone you know, it's, it's everyone's water so whether you live on the lake or you're just here for one day of the year um, or, you know, you're up for a week, uh, everyone has the right, uh, same right and the same expectation to use to use it appropriately. And uh, oftentimes it's just that common sense that people get caught up in the moment, don't realize what they're doing,
0: um,
1: and it affects everyone else, you know, and sometimes drastically. So that's what we ask is just remember it's not just your lake. So, you know, if you're out in an area fishing um, and, or you see, you know, say you are a wakeboarder and mm-hmm. you see someone out fishing, you don't need to be right next to them and you know if I'm going out fishing and I see two jet skis out playing in the middle of the lake my expectation is I don't get to go in between them and start fishing you know so I mean it's a give and take from everyone's part and in today's world unfortunately sometimes it's just overlooked and sometimes it yeah. almost seems like it's deliberately done so just, that's where we have to sometimes write things down for
3: a little late courtesy my friends Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now here's a silly question only because this recently went in the uh mask mandate do you guys out on the water when you approach a boat? do you have to put on face masks
2: good question
1: next question ken <laughs> 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 actually brad and i were just talking about that so with the math, yes we're going to recognize uh you know what the order is and uh, all of our staff are going to use them one applicable now with the boats it makes it a little bit more u- unique imagine yep. driving across the lake uh, you know we uh, it matters where you are in the boat you're gonna have a lot of a lot of uh, wind in your face and we're not going to be littering them every two you know uh. blocks going across the lake but also uh, they don't work well when they're wet so um Going to try to find that happy medium, and it's going to be something that's going to be adjustment for them. Sure, um, but we're going to, you know, we're always we always have them with us. Okay, so when we're stopping a boat, and if we're going to have interaction with people, uh, you know, we'll, we'll certainly uh, have that level of safety. But also for courtesy. you know, some people expect it, and we want to make sure that we're modeling what uh, you know what 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 are, what our expectations are. Sure.
0: From our Right. Absolutely. All, All right. right. We could talk about this subject for a long time. There's uh, so much to cover. But, uh, gentlemen, we're kind of out of time. And I want to say thank you for visiting with us today. And thanks for keeping our water safe. It's very important here in the Lakes area.
3: Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Guys, thank you very much. Stay safe. Thank you.
0: Our guests today, Crow Wing County Sheriff Scott Goddard, along with Brad Thiesing, who is, Sergeant Brad Thiesing, who is in the Boat and Water Division. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. Don't forget our Community Focus programs are available online on our website anytime. Go to 1067wjjy.com, and that's brought to you by Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union.
3: And you can always listen through our free downloadable app, and that is powered by the Cayuna Regional Medical Center.